0: Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven. Today is another special edition of My Sunday Prayer Letters with your host, yours truly, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here in this show, in this episode, and in this prayer letter that you are able to use in your life in the life of your family, in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, are you ready? (laughs) Let's get started. This is episode number 29, number 29, and it's titled, Have We Not Power? And it's based on two different verses, Acts 1, 8, and 1 Corinthians 9, and it's the whole chapter of 9, verses 1 through 27 in the KJV. This is a Sunday prayer letter, as I mentioned, and I'm recording this for Sunday, October 13th, 2019. Greetings, my friend. This week has been filled with so much prayer that I think that, you know, I want to write today's letter about what is underneath or what is inside or what is behind prayer. At least that is... uh, you know, where I'm starting from, and and from here, the Holy Spirit tends to take over. Praise God for that. And let me just interject something here, since, since I'm on the uh, show here, and I'm not actually, people aren't actually reading the letter, they're actually listening to me. I write this letter every Saturday afternoon for my Sunday delivery to the people on my prayer list, and on Saturdays, I I take the day off. I work six days a week. I'm a preacher, street preacher, and I preach six days a week on the streets of Boulder, Colorado, putting in about 20, 25 hours a week just in the preaching aspect, and there's a lot more uh, behind-the-scenes work that goes on. And Then on Saturday, I take the day off, and I uh, pray most of the day, read the Word, and just spend time with God. as my Sabbath unto the Lord. It's my day off. And uh, towards the end of the day, I like to sit down and write a letter for tomorrow's delivery. And yes, uh, it's not yesterday, but last Sunday, I started doing a recording or a show, a podcast, or an episode of my prayer letter. And that's what this is here. And uh, I'll probably be kind of doing this prelog several times before I get in the habit of um, recording these letters. Because these letters are a little different than what I normally do, which is more of a teaching on a particular verse. Here is because I'm sending to people that I actually pray for every day, seven days a week. It's a little more personal, and it's more directed toward getting prayers answered. And that's the context or the theme of all my prayer letters is getting your prayers answered. That is just so important. And so that's what's behind this letter here and all my letters. And uh, so let me just uh, get back into the letter here. <laughs> so the two scriptures that uh, are the heart of this letter are Acts 1-8 in the King J- uh, KJV, King James Version. And I'll read it to you here. It says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, or you shall be witnesses, pardon me, unto me both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The next verse is 1 Corinthians 9. The whole chapter, actually, 1 Corinthians 9, is 1 through 27, and I'll just write the first few words of that. It says, have we not power? That is really the essence. Have we not power? (laughs) I love that. As a preacher, Minister and a missionary, prayer is central to the ability to carry out the work of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Even as a Christian, we all are required to carry out the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure. Of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, I just that's Ephesians 4, 12, and 13 that I just said. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Ephesians 4, 12, and 13. But the question is, how does all this work? And secondly, how can a Christian do this sort of stuff? Well, let's start with the Word of God. Does the Word of God live in our life? Is God's Word, the Holy Bible, a part of our daily life? Then is talking to God in prayer also a part of our daily life? Did you know that power is not talked about in many mainline denominations? Why? Well, I think it's because when you talk about power, You're actually talking about the Holy Ghost, and that takes the power away from the clergy and puts it into the hearts and spirits of the congregants. In other words, the pastor loses his power over his congregation. Yeah, I know. That is pretty heavy stuff, actually. But you know me, I don't mind talking about stuff that other people don't like to talk about. Because, as a street preacher, I deal with lost souls by the thousands, and they have a totally different story, a different view, and you name it they've cut it's all different out there on the streets rather than in a church building setting. I guess that's probably why when I get out there into the streets and uh, several hours a day, I just I just get so um frustrated, I guess, inside about the churches of America, because people approach me like they don't know what I'm doing. They have never read verses. They've never heard the scripture. They've never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then they don't know what to do about it. And then I look around after months and months and months of preaching on the streets here in my city, and I think, where are all the other church people? Where are all the other pastors and preachers and ministers and missionaries? Where are they? I haven't seen one. I, it just amazes me. And I just wish preachers would get out of the church, Christians would get out of the church, and go out in the streets and the highways and the byways in there, and tell others about Jesus Christ. So <laughs> that's my little exhortation to get, get out of the house and go do something for Jesus. Uh, I digress. But I don't I digress. I actually point everybody to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, they do have a different story on the street, but if I didn't have power, I would not be able to minister the Holy Ghost to all the people who come by and those who mock and slander and ridicule Jesus Christ and myself. Street preachers need to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost to preach the gospel of Christ. Okay, well, that's fine for street preachers, but most of the people who read my prayer letters and are listening to my podcast now are not preachers. However, I wish they were. (laughs) I wish they were. And why not? Go out into your world and tell others about the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why not? Why not? I know why. Every saint that is born again is not filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost. They lack the power. That's it. You know, they have the Holy Ghost to get saved. That's no question. I'm not questioning people's salvation. As you all got to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe with all your heart. You're saved. I mean, just you, know, you have to walk with the Lord. There's a lot of other things, too, but you know, that's how salvation comes, by believing in Jesus Christ. But that's not being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. That's a little different, a little different. And how about this verse in Acts 4.31? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were, assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Wow. And this verse here in Colossians 1:9 and 10, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, did not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Amen. Wow. That gets me fired up just doing this here. (laughs) Praise God for this show. I appreciate uh, it. It's so much different uh, reading than just writing and reading to myself and writing. But when you get on the show, something just magnificently happens. Even though I'm sitting in my little studio all by myself in my little apartment, uh, it is still something just emboldens me. Maybe that's the Holy Ghost, right? Could be the power, right? Who knows, right? I know. I'm sort of laughing to myself when I read the previous chapter, uh, previous um, little paragraph there, because so many think they want to overcome their problems and to be set free. I hear it so much. However, the majority of people I talk to are reluctant to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? That's a big question. I always ask myself why. Well, For many Christians, they are taught that receiving the power is like receiving a devil. That's it. They're scared into not receiving all that God has for them. I laugh, but, you know, it's so, so, so sad. But, you know, what am I to do? I'm just going to go out and preach again. You know, it's perfectly scriptural to receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Again, that's Acts 1-8. I see that this power can be turned off. Yeah, I know. That sounds weird, too. If, If spiritual gifts are not a part of our lives, then could it be that we lack power? Where do these spiritual gifts come from? Well, read 1 Corinthians 12. The whole chapter—it's uh, thirty-one verses, so one through thirty-one uh, in First Corinthians twelve. Uh, I'll read first the verse for uh, the first verse. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Oh, oh! <laughs> Therefore, let me say this: to not be ignorant, I suppose that by studying, which is second. Timothy 2:15 study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth wow not powerful you know study in the entire chapter of verse um, entire chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 you know that would be a worthy undertaking and profitable in many ways that can produce answers to prayers. Really? Getting an answer to prayer. Wow. How many people go through their life never knowing if God is hearing their prayers, never really receiving the answer to their prayers, really never knowing what it even feels like to get an answered prayer? Anyways, so again, how do we get our prayers answered? The answer is always in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's John fourteen six in the King James. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, the Holy Ghost baptizes us into the family of God. We are then inside and not inside. Outside the family. We are no longer strangers. But family. 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 Oh, my goodness, guys. Family is so important. You know, having a family around you is more important than you can possibly imagine. Having family. Oh, family. I can't say enough about that. You know, family is important to God. For this, you know, like I'm mis- going <laughs> to this is in Ephesians 3.14 and 3, nineteen. For this cause... I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Whew! Isn't, don't, Isn't that amazing? That's Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and through 19. Man, that's just amazing. You know, so God bless you and may God fill you with all power to get the job done. We all need each other and we need all to work together. We need to keep our prayers going for each other. God hears our prayers, and God knows what's going on, and God provides for every need. God loves us, man. God truly, truly loves you, my friend. And if you don't know if God loves you, could it be that you don't really know God? You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Could it be that you're not born again? Could it be that you're not in the family of God? Could it also be that you really don't know if you're saved and going to heaven? If you died tonight, you don't know for sure? My friend, if you don't know that, just say, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. Here I am. That's a cry from your heart, my friend. That's a cry from your heart. And God is listening. God is listening. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. My friend, if you prayed a simple prayer of salvation, Jump into the Bible. You know, start at John 3.16. That's the most famous verse in the Bible. For God so loved you, my friend. that's Start right there. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, that's you, believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's heaven. So that's John 3.16. Just jump right there and just, Really get in that, dig into that, and uh, just keep going after that. and Don't stop. If you need to contact me, just you know get a hold of me somehow. You can look through all my material, and you'll see ways of contacting me, okay? And welcome to the family of God, my friend. Praise God. And I'll go on in my letter here. Just because um, we may not understand what is happening at the moment, it doesn't mean that God doesn't care and that God is not fighting for us. For the Lord your God is He that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. That's Deuteronomy 20, verse 4. So go with God and know that He is the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And in the power of the Spirit. And I just signed my initials, J.C. At the bottom of my letter, I have three different verses here, and I'll read them to you. Psalm fifty nine sixteen. But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. In Proverbs 3 27, it says, Behold not good, withhold, withhold. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do it proverbs eighteen twenty one death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. This is my Sunday prayer letter. It was written on Saturday, October twelfth twenty nineteen at four forty four p m in Boulder, Colorado. There you go, my friend. I praise God that uh, you're here with me now, and I just thank you that you've prayed along, you've read along, you've listened along, and today is going to be a great day in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a great day, my friend. We'll talk to you later.